What's up, youth? It's Pastor Aaron. Stoked for you guys to listen to this message. Check it out. We are closing out. This means War II. Um, my message tonight is titled Pray in the Spirit. How many of you guys, can any of you guys tell me the passage that we've been going through for this series? Ephesians 6, uh, verses 10 through 18. So because tonight's the last one, I've been doing this in middle school every week. I'm going to read the whole passage. I'm going to kind of sum up each week, and then I'll read the, the closing verse for tonight. Cool? Cool. Starting in verse 10 in Ephesians 6, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So that was the first week, those, those verses. That first week we talked about how Satan is real, demons are real, the enemy is real. But at the same time, we have nothing to fear because God's equipped us, because God has given us so many things to protect ourselves and to fight back with. Verse 14, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Week number two, Vance talked about why it's so important that we abide in truth and why we abide in righteousness. Without truth and without righteousness, we're lost. It's like those things guide us. Those things keep us grounded. Uh, Verses 15 and 16. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Uh, In high school, Pastor Aaron talked about why we need to walk in peace why it's cool that it says the shoes of peace, why peace is something we need to walk in day in, day out, and why our faith protects us, why by leaning into our faith, we're actually protected from the attack of the enemy. Then last week, verse 17, it said, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Uh, Pastor Aaron talked about um, why we need to operate out of the mindset of salvation um, and how we can use scripture as a weapon. And he sort of started to get into um, the end, uh, the verse I'm preaching out of tonight, which is verse 18. It says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. How many of you guys even know what the word supplication means, by the way? Does anyone? Jerrica knows what it means? Cool. Okay, Jerrica, you're not a student, so you can't say anything. Um, but, uh, well, no, you could raise your hand. That's not what I meant. But I, meant, I was like, don't, don't say it out loud. I was like, don't say it out loud. Good job. Raise your hand. That sounded really bad, probably in the audio. I was not meaning to come out that way. Anyway, um, uh, I didn't even know what supplication really meant until earlier this week. Um, I kind of like had an idea, but then the research, I got into it. Uh, but there's like a lot to unpack in that verse. That verse, when I read it the first time, I was like, what does that even mean? And it breaks up in, in my mind, it breaks up into two distinct chunks. The first part, it says praying at all times in the spirit. Praying at all times in the spirit. And when I first read this, and the way I've even heard it before, is like, okay, does that mean I'm supposed to be speaking in tongues all the time? Does that mean that I'm supposed to just pray all the time? And yet there are other verses in the Bible where it tells you to literally pray all the time. But praying at all times in the Spirit, what does that actually mean? In prepping for this message, uh, I found this verse in Romans 8. Uh, Romans, both Romans and Ephesians were written by Paul. So I think it's cool because Paul's writing in Ephesians, praying in the Spirit. And it's cool because in Romans, verses eight, chapter 8, verses 26 and 27, Paul talks about what it means to pray in the Spirit. So it's easily, okay, you can reference, oh, this is what that guy meant. Verse 26 in Romans 8 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. With groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. 
Have you ever been stuck in your prayer life? Have you ever been praying, whether it's at church or in your bedroom or in your backyard or at school or in the prayer room, wherever it might be? Have you ever been praying and gotten to a point where you're like, I don't even know what to say? Or honestly, have you ever, I'm, and this is something that I know is a yes because it happens to me all the time. It happens to pretty much everyone I know all the time when they're praying. Have you ever gotten tired when you're praying? There are times when I'm praying, we have, so for staff, I love that we get to come here 9 to 10 a.m., Wednesday through Saturday, the days of our work week that aren't church on Sunday morning. We come and we're praying from 9 to 10 a.m., and I love that. But I will be lying to you if I told you that every morning at 9 a.m., I am waking up, I'm energetic, and I'm ready to go. There, there are some mornings, occasionally, where I feel that way. But a lot of mornings, I wake up and I come in, and I just woke up like less than an hour ago, and I'm walking into service, and I'm like, man, I am not awake right now. And sometimes it's like, okay, I can work through it. Like something kind of catches my attention or I kind of press in. But there are some mornings, a lot of them to be honest, where when I'm praying for that first hour of my morning at work, I'm like, man, I really could fall asleep right now. I would love to just lay down and close my eyes and knock out. And there have been times too where it's like I'm praying at night. Okay, sidebar. One time I was on the phone with my friend Jonathan and it was like 1 a.m. and we were on the phone and we were talking and I literally started falling asleep as I was, I was, I was on the phone with him. And this is a dumb story. It's nothing about my message. Um, I was on the phone. I was falling asleep. I was like, and Jonathan's like talking about some computer thing. And I was like, I was like, Jesus bless the food. And he was like, what? And I was like, what? And he just bless the food. And, and then he was like, what? He was like, what, what are you doing? And I was just kind of how he talks. Um, and I was like, what? I, I don't know. I think I like dreamt for a second like about food, and then Jonathan and I went to Chick-fil-A the next day, and I was like, all right, let's pray, and he was like, what do you mean? You already, you already prayed over this food. Like, it's already blessed, and I was like, what? I was like, oh, yeah. Yes, I did. I, I did pray over this food. Anyway, um, I have fall, almost fallen asleep while praying many times, but there are times when we're praying, we're in our prayer life where we get stuck, where we reach a point where we're like, I don't know what to pray for. And maybe it's that you don't know how, you don't know what to say. Maybe it's that you've been praying and you're like, I'm tired. Or maybe it's like, man, I don't even know where to start. I'm stuck in this situation where I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. There have been situations in my life over the last two months where I've been praying about stuff. And I'm like, God, I don't even know what to pray for. What am I supposed to ask for in this situation? I'm both both in a position where I understand what's going on, what you're trying to do in my life. But I'm also confused. I don't really, I don't even know where to start, God. Um, I was praying about... uh, some stuff going on. A couple weeks ago, I was in the prayer room, and I was sitting in the back, and it was one of those mornings where I was praying, but I was like, man, I really can't hear God today. Where it was, it was just like, I feel like, I know he's with me, I know he's there, but it was like, I just haven't been able to hear God today. And it, I don't even know, it was just that day, it was a day where I feel like, man, this would be, this could be really discouraging for someone. But I was like, you know what, and this isn't about Luke, this is about God. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick around, I'm gonna press in, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna sit, I'm going to press in. And I was like, God, would you lead? God, would you show me what I need to do? And I was sitting there, and these two worship songs came in, um, come on. One of them was Always Good off of Bethel's, not their last album, but the one before, and I love that song. Um, and another one that I hadn't heard before came on after. And I was sitting there, and it was so cool because I just felt this peace wash over me. And it wasn't what I wanted to hear. It wasn't, I wanted to know, okay, God, there's this person in my life who's doing X, Y, and Z, and I need to know how to handle it. And I was like, God, how do, what do I say? What do I do? do I, what do I say to this person? What do I say to someone else? What, what, how, how am I supposed to think about this thing? And I was trying to figure out, I was like, God, would you tell me what to do? Would you tell me what to say? And there have been times in, in, has there been a time in my life? Yes, there have been times in my life where God has told me what to do, what to say. Maybe not verbatim, but like, wait. Or, hey, go talk to this person tonight. 
But this is one of those times where he wasn't saying anything. I was frustrated. But then when that peace washed over me, it wasn't what I was looking for. But it was a moment where I was like, wow. The two songs that were on like totally wrecked me. And I was sitting in the back of the prayer room and I was like, God, you are so good. Even though he felt so distant that entire morning, I was like, God, you are so good. He didn't give me the answer I wanted. He didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. I actually had literally zero direction for what I, what I was praying about. I had zero percent progress, not 0.1, not 0.2, but zero percent progress in terms of what to do next. But God filled me with peace. He covered me with peace. And I think in that situation, it was a moment where when I was praying, again, this isn't about me. This is about something that the Holy Spirit did. It was a moment where I was like, man, God, would you just reveal yourself to me? Would you, would you make yourself known? Would you show me what to do? Um, not even make yourself known. It was just like, man, God, I, would you just show me what to do? God, would you speak to me? And I, in that, in Romans 8, Paul is saying that the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we, as we ought or as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. There are desires, there are needs that we have that we don't even know about that God knows about. God knew that morning that I, I was distressed. I needed peace. I was in a moment where, yes, I, I thought my peace would come from knowing what to do next, and it probably would have. But God said, no, I'm going to use this to show you. Remain faithful. I'm going to give you peace along the way. You don't know the end game, but I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you peace in this moment. And God knew I had that need for peace. I was stressed out that morning. I was having a morning where I was like, man, God, like I don't know what you're saying. I'm tired of praying for this thing. I don't know what to do. God, would you reveal yourself to me? And God knew, the Holy Spirit knew that I needed peace that morning, and he gave it to me. It was a, a desire, a need within myself that was so deep that I didn't even have words for it. I didn't even recognize it myself. But just by sitting there, by pressing in, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. The Holy Spirit gave me peace. And again, that's not a story about me. That's a story about, I don't even know it was going to be in this message, so I was preaching, we're reading about this this week. But I was like, that's a time where that happened in my life. Where when I sat and I prayed and I waited, I was praying in the Spirit. I was waiting and I was saying, Holy Spirit, would you speak to me about this thing? When you are stuck, when you are praying, because I know prayer is hard. How many of you have heard Aaron and I talk about, hey, go to your room and pray. Go spend five minutes in your, in your prayer closet, whatever it might be. All of you guys have. We say it all the time. I know I say it all the time. Aaron says it all the time. Pastor Rick says it all the time about setting time aside for prayer. And it's hard, especially in high school. Growing up, I was always really good at praying. I always prayed all the time. Household, it was super easy for me. The hard part for me was reading my Bible. And not until I went through discipleship when I was in college did that really become an easy thing for me. And I get it. Praying and reading your word is really, really hard. It's something that you're, is not always instinctive to your flesh. It's something that as a Christian, it's not like, man, I always want to do that thing. If we only prayed when we wanted to, I feel like I know that we would pray a whole lot less. I know that I would pray a whole lot less. And I think that's part of why it says pray, what it says, pray at, praying at all times in the spirit, where it's not just when we feel like it, it's at all times, where when we're happy, when we're excited, when we're like, God, would you lead me? Come on, give me more, God, give me more. We're praying in the spirit. We're asking the Holy Spirit to lead us in our prayer life, but also times where we're tired, times where we're exhausted. We're saying, Holy Spirit, would you lead me? I'm at the end of myself, and I want to give up. I want to quit. I want, I might even be considering walking away from my faith. Holy Spirit, would you lead me? When the Holy Spirit's leading us, we gain like this whole new level of anointing of strength. There is like, a, it's like when you're digging and it's like when you, oh, this is going to be dumb. You know in Minecraft when like you're digging and like you're going and you're going and you're like, man, I'm going to quit. And then you, oh, I hate that I'm saying, oh, I feel like this is a middle school thing. But I, I didn't say this last night. I wish I did because they would have been like, oh my gosh, so cool. Um, it's like you're, you're reaching this new level, this new well 
of like, oh my gosh, if I just kept going, I would have found this whole new area, this whole new thing. If you're in Minecraft, it's like a cave. But the point is, it's like, I, if I just keep on pressing it, if I just keep on praying, like if I just keep on waiting, God is going to give me this whole new strength. And it's not prosperity gospel. That's not saying, man, if you keep on praying, God's going to give you this blessing. If you keep on praying, God's going to show you what to do. If you keep on praying, everything's going to be work out just the way you want it to. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you keep on pressing in, if you actually, instead of letting yourself lead your prayers, say, Holy Spirit, would you lead me in my prayer life? You will receive a whole new anointing of strength. It'll be like a deeper level that is beyond just what your flesh can give. Next time you get stuck, just say, Holy Spirit, would you lead me in my prayer time? Ask God how you can be praying for certain people in your life. Ask, say, God, would you be leading me? Would you, how can I be praying for this person? I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But um, also be asking God, God, how can you lead me in this, in this season that I'm in? What are you trying to teach me? That's something that my fiance, Melissa, is super good at. She's always looking for, man, God, what, what are you showing me? What are you doing in this thing? Um, and I really admire that about her. But it's something I've learned where it's like, man, Whatever season you're in, wherever you're at, if you're praying about something, whether it's family stuff, friendship stuff, school stuff, relationship, church, work, college, future, whatever it is, anything, I say, God, like, what, do you, what is your desire for me with this thing? I think a lot of times we can be praying and we can be like, okay, God, man, would you just open up this door for this job for me? Would you help me get into this college? Would you help me get into this school? I remember when I was in high school, I, my desire more than anything else was to go to Stanford. And there's parts of my identity wrapped up in that, maybe a little bit. And it was one of those things where it was like, cool, God, would you do it? Would you do it? And then it didn't happen. And I was like, whoa, okay, like, that's all right. But I think if I had sat there and I said, God, like, do you even want me to go to Stanford? Like, God, what, what, do, you want, what do you want me to be praying for as I pray about going to college? Ask God, God, what do you want me to be praying for as I'm moving into this next phase of my life? God, what do you want me to be praying for in my friendships? What am I supposed to be praying for? Holy Spirit, would you lead me? Because I think sometimes we hit that mark. Sometimes when we're praying, if we're really following the will of God and we're spending time with him, we're listening to him, I think a lot of us can discern, like, man, I think God wants that for me. And other times there's one of those things where it's like, that could be really, really good, but it doesn't necessarily come from God. And it's one of those, and it's a whole book that a pastor wrote that's really good. I haven't read it, but I've heard about it, and it's really good. Um, the point is it's like, man, like there are things in our life that we don't even know about until God leads us there. So we say, Holy Spirit, would you lead me in my prayer time? In addition to equipping ourselves with the armor of God, basically Paul is just saying, let your prayers be led by the Holy Spirit. Let your prayer life, after you're, you've equipped yourself with all that armor, after you've, you're walking in peace and you're, you're, your mindset is rooted in salvation and all the other things, and you're, and you're diving into your faith and you're using your scripture as a weapon, lean into your prayer life and don't lead it yourself. Let the Holy Spirit lead it. Prayer is so important. That's why you have a prayer room. That's why I encourage you guys to pray so often because it's one of those things where it's like, man, otherwise we're just leading ourselves. We have to read the Bible. We have to, you know, use it as a weapon. We have to be walking in salvation, all that stuff. But we have to be led by the Holy Spirit because only God knows those things. Only God knows our future. Only God knows how things are going to shake out. And oftentimes when we try to lead ourselves, we fail. But if we're sitting and we're saying, God, would you lead me? God, would you lead my prayer times? God, would you, would you show me? He'll show you things that you didn't even know about. Amen? Amen. The second part of that verse. So first, be praying at all times in the Spirit. The second part of that verse says, with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Jerica, can you tell me what supplication means? 
begging, sort of. Uh, the Greek, um, when I was reading about this website called Blue Letter Bible that's super good for finding either the Greek meanings of the, word, meanings of the words in the Greek or the meanings of the words in the Hebrew in the Old Testament. It says supplication means a seeking, asking, or entreating. Basically, what's that say, what that's saying is when you're praying, ask God for help. Pursue him. Seek him. Say, God, would you, would you help me out with this thing? Because I can't do it on my own. But secondly, in the end of that verse where it says, making supplication for all the saints, basically asking for help for everyone. You might be like, wait, saints, it's a Catholic thing. And it doesn't literally mean saints the way the Catholic church might mean it. What it means, that means like your brothers and sisters in Christ. That means like, man, those people who are walking alongside you, who are pursuing Jesus, would you be asking for help for them? Would you be praying for them? Spiritual warfare this whole time, this whole series, we've been talking about it in like the individual sense. In the sense of, man, how does spiritual warfare affect me? How, do, how in my walk with Christ can I equip myself? How can, in my walk with Christ, can I actually be equipped for spiritual warfare? Doing the right things, following Jesus, protecting myself, fighting it off, all that kind of stuff. But we haven't really talked about how that can apply to other people. And spiritual warfare, it's, you're not going through that thing in a bubble. If that thing's happening to you, not, the, not you know, the literal thing, but just the big general idea of spiritual warfare. If spiritual warfare is occurring in your life, every other Christian is facing it too. Every single person in this room, leaders and students, me and Aaron, faces spiritual warfare on the regular. It's something that, you know, it can be as minor, like we talked about in week one, as minor as just like a temptation, a tempting thought, or as major as like, man, the enemy is attacking me through my dreams every single night. From anywhere on that scale, we are all facing spiritual warfare regularly. And Paul is writing, God, is, God through Paul is saying, he's commanding us, saying, be praying for your brothers and sisters in Christ because they're going through it too. This is not a battle you have to go through by yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to be leading you in your prayers for others. Ask the Holy Spirit, say, God, how can I be praying for my mom in this season? How can I be praying for my best friend right now? What do they need? A lot of times, I think you've heard either me or Aaron or in the prayer room or youth leaders or whatever talk about, man, I feel like the Holy Spirit's leading me here in this moment. Or, man, I feel like I have a word for someone right now. Or maybe even in a one-on-one conversation or two-on-one conversation, you've been like, man, this person spoke this over my life, and they couldn't have known that about me. That's the Holy Spirit. That's God revealing, man, God is leading that person in their prayer life for you, for someone else. In spiritual warfare, like, it's, that's one of those things where it's like God equips us with the armor of God. He equips us with different spiritual gifts and things like that. Talks about that in 1 Corinthians where it's like, man, we are equipped and we can be praying for other people. We can be helping out our brothers and sisters in Christ. Ask God, God, how can I be praying for this person? The next time, and we're going to do this at the end of service in a few minutes, the next time you feel like God puts someone on your heart, it's not bad to just start praying for them. I do that most times. But I even, I rarely say, God, how can I, what, how, how can I be praying for that person? I've gotten better at that, but it's one of those things where it's like, man, I wish I did that more. Next time God puts someone on your heart, next time you feel a burden to pray for somebody, say, God, how can I be praying for them right now? Because that person, it's like, every, sometimes I think about like, you know those like Instagram reels where it's like POV, you're the main character or something like that? Um, a lot of times like, we can feel like the main character in everything we're going on. It's like we're like we're the like, star of our own show, our own show. We have all these plot lines, family stuff, friend stuff, school stuff. Every single person that you walk by down the street has their own version of that, has their own stuff going on, has levels to themselves. Every single person has so much depth that you don't even know about. Like, and not just, not just the pre- people you walk by on the street, your closest friends. 
Even the, per- the person that you, f- you feel like you're the closest to. There are parts of that person that you don't even know about, not even intentionally, but just because it's like, man, you have not walked every single day in their shoes. You do not know every single thing that they are going through. So next time you walk by someone, next time you need to pray for someone, say, God, how can I be praying for them? And, and that, might, that might look like God just says, hey, be praying for them in their school stuff this week, and you're praying for them, and you don't share it with them. Or that might look like, hey, you know what, God, and biblically it talks about if you have a word for someone, grab someone else so that they can witness it so that they know you're not saying something crazy. Like grab someone to go with you and say, hey, man, I have a word for you right now, and I feel like God is telling me to be praying for you with this. Or even just walking up to a friend and saying, hey, how can I be praying for you today? That friend that God puts on your heart. I remember the first time that um, I got a word from the Lord for someone. It, I was in like the 10th grade, 11th grade, I think 10th grade. We were in the sanctuary, and it was one of those nights where we were praying, and this is a long time ago. I don't even know if Aaron, if you were here yet. Um, there were a couple Wednesday nights where like, it would go really, really long, and they would bring up all the younger people to the front and have the church like pray for them. And then it was one of those nights where like a special guest was speaking, and he was talking about spiritual gifts. And everyone was praying for each other. And he was like, all right, like ask God for a word for that person. And I remember the person I was praying for, God gave me these two words for them, and it was construction and technology. And I was like, that's stupid. I'm not, like, that's just my own brain. And I remember, I was like, well, and he was like, no, share it with me, because it's, like, the point of what we were doing. It wasn't just some random person on the street. And I shared it. And that guy was like, bro, he was like, I work in construction right now, and I really wanted to work in technology. Like, it's what I'm trying to do with my life. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, God, always forgive me a word. Oh, my gosh, so cool. And... It was just one of those moments where when I was thinking about this message and praying about it, it was like, wow, God gave me a word for that person. And God could do that with you for you in your everyday life, both in the spiritual and giving you a word for that person, or in the natural of you saying, hey, how can I be praying for you today? Is there something that I can be praying for you for? What can I be, what can I be interceding for you in? So that's literally the whole point of the end of this, the last point of this part of Ephesians is be praying in the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit lead your prayer times. And in those prayer times, in addition, be letting the Holy Spirit lead you in praying for your brothers and sisters in Christ. So instead of small groups, what we're going to do tonight, I'm going to ask that we all come down to the front so you guys can feel free to start moving, filling up this whole front section. What we're going to do, we're going to get on our knees, sit, do whatever you have to do to kind of be really just focusing on God alone. And I'm just going to ask that you guys just start praying. Just start praying, whatever it might be. If it's for something that you need help for, if it's something you need healing for, if it's praise, if it's thankfulness, whatever it is, just start praying. I'm going to guide us through this prayer time, but basically, once you get to a point where you're like, okay, I I think I'm done. I don't really know what else to say. And even if it's like literally one second in, just say, okay, Holy Spirit, would you lead me in this prayer time? And keep pressing in. Because if there's one thing I want you to take away from tonight, it's that when you get to the end of yourself and your prayer time and your walk with God, keep pressing in and you'll see him move. might not be in the way you want it to, but you'll see him move. And then after that, after we kind of pray for a while by ourselves, what I'm going to have us do is we're going to get in groups of three or four, boys with boys, girls with girls. Leaders will kind of be mixed in there. And we're just going to pray for each other. And what I want us to do is ask, say, hey, how can, how can we be praying for, for you this, in this season? And kind of go around in a circle and then start praying for everyone else. For, not, for, not for yourself, but you start praying for the other people in the group. Want, and everyone will kind of go around and pray for each other. Because I think it would be really cool if we end this series in spiritual warfare by both seeking the Holy Spirit to lead us in our prayer times and by praying for everyone else, just like Ephesians 6.18 says. Amen? Amen.
Hope you guys got a ton out of that message. I know I did. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH. Subscribe to us on YouTube or Spotify by searching The Rock YTH or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. See you next time.